0: Hey guys and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline, my name's Kaylee and I'm joined as always by Michael. Hello. So it's a good week for us here. Uh, Ireland finally had its freedom day and we are out of lockdown, like almost officially kind of, pretty
1: much. Our last freedom day was in 1916. <laughs>
0: yeah, and things are looking good. So we're really hoping to do another paranormal investigation soon. And this time, Michael is actually going to fight a ghost, like he promised last time. You just got hit by you got hit in the leg and just cried like a little baby.
1: No, I just got like a pain, a pain in my leg.
0: And what was your response? Ow! 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 Oh my leg! Oh, I'm going to punch
1: you in the head.
0: Yeah, so I have a strange story this week for the podcast, and you probably. Already know from the title, anyone who's listening anyway, where I'm going with this. But this week we're taking a look into a very unusual haunting. And this is the haunting of a building in East Halton in the UK. And it's called the Manor Farm. And it is the location of a particularly cursed cauldron or cooking pot.
1: I've never heard of this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. There's a lot of stuff in this. There's a lot of stuff in this that made me go, Oh, that's where that's from. (laughs) So I can't wait to tell you. It's gonna be great. Um, but just a reminder to you guys, if you're enjoying the podcast and you would like to support us, uh, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, or you can follow us on Spotify because that helps us out too. If you'd like to, you can support us on Patreon as well. Alright, but anyway, moving on to this cursed cauldron because I feel like you just need to know more.
1: <laughs> all I can think of is there's some animated movie I've seen as a child where someone had like a pot or a cauldron that ran around like a dog. And that's all I can think of. I, no I don't idea. think I'm going to be able to take this thing seriously as a threat.
0: <laughs> it's not really yeah 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 but anyway onto the cursed cauldron so the cauldron is so cursed in fact that it is now currently sealed away to protect people from it alright so the cauldron is currently in a cask right in a steel cage and it's bricked up in it's own separate wall in, in the cellar of the the, the the manor farm
1: how did it know it's there
0: cause they put it in there <laughs> but it's properly <laughs> yeah, locked but- away it's not like the Dybbuk box where it was just like put in a little I don't know what it was put in, like, probably a safe or something, but this is properly bricked into its own own wall.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying, if someone was telling me, like, okay, you need to do this, you need to put this in here and make sure all this other stuff is around it so no one can ever go at it again.
0: It's been moved and c- stuff a few times, like, it is oh. there. Oh, yeah. okay. But, uh, you know, if Zach Baggins ever wants to get his hands on this cauldron, he's going to need, like, a demolition crew that's just not afraid to die.
1: Oh, you mean like the one he used to knock down the most haunted house?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he needs the exact same demolition crew. (laughs) So there is a whole backstory to this cauldron. Apparently, this cauldron was responsible for three, three deaths. All separate deaths. So it's not like one thing that happened that killed three people. They're all three separate occasions. But before we get into the deaths, this cauldron caused... Let's take a look into why the cauldron was so bloodthirsty to begin with. All right, so the cauldron was located, like I said, on the Manor Farm in East Ham. Hal- oh my god, I can't pronounce these English words. damn! On the Manor Farm in East Halton. And apparently the farm used to be connected to the Thornton Abbey via a tunnel. So this is abbey is really close by and the two of them apparently al- allegedly used to be connected via a tunnel underground. The Thornton Abbey is apparently supposed to be haunted too, but that's another story.
1: Like, is this like a souterrain kind of thing? Like an escape tunnel?
0: Yes, exactly. But it's kind of just, it was dug. It wasn't like a proper escape tunnel, pretty much. Oh, okay. But the most common version of the story um, of the origin of the cauldron is that there was a man with a birth defect. Um, He had like a humpback and he also had dwarfism. And he entered the tunnel from the abbey side. So he went down into the Thornton Abbey, into the tunnels... And when the man entered the manor farm through the tunnel, he was murdered for trespassing. And I assume the cauldron was nearby or something, and that's why it's like haunted by this man. But that's one of the origin stories. There's a few other ones, though. So the other version of the story is that the man was murdered by monks in the abbey. And then they buried, they burned his body in the cauldron to get rid of the remains. And then they dumped it in the manor farm.
1: That doesn't sound like something monks are known to do. Why not? (laughs) Monks are genuinely seen as like peaceful
0: Really? Hmm.
1: Well, like, what kind of monks have you heard of?
0: I don't know. They don't burn people for being witches and stuff, don't they?
1: I don't think that's monks, really.
0: That's the story, anyway. (laughs) But it tends to change, uh, you know, there's no verification of any of these. There's not even, like, a record. Because this is back in, like, the 1800s. There's not even a record of this person existing in the first place. They're just kind of, like, rumors. But, like, one of the rumors was that there was actually a goblin down in the tunnel. And that's okay, what now was, I'm interested. <laughs> that was what was possessing the the pot. And from from most of the time it is referred to as a goblin. But you'd wonder, is it a goblin or was it a man with a deformity? And you know, they you, just you called know, him a
1: goblin to be dicks.
0: Yeah, you'd you'd wonder that. When you one way or another, this cauldron somehow became cursed. So that's the kind of overall backstory of it. It's either this man who was deformed, who was murdered, and the cauldron became possessed or there was just a goblin goblins are actually pretty pretty common in um in england for some reason england scotland and wales they particularly have a lot of goblins i think in ireland we kind of just kind of call them all fairies
1: yeah i was just thinking that i was like we don't really have goblins we just have like puka and shit like that
0: yeah but there's already yeah they wouldn't really call them goblins they're all fairies to some degree but according to a young lady who lived at the farm in the late 1880s The farm was haunted by a goblin called Hobthrust. I love it. (laughs) I had a feeling you would. A Hobthrust is a household goblin reportedly sighted in the north of England. So it's a long gun on the border with Scotland, I'm pretty sure. So one is similar to the Yorkshire Robin Round Cap or the Scottish Brownie. So it's similar to those. (laughs) They have variants. And um, he always appeared at around midnight carrying a cauldron and stirring it when he walked around. Uh, It was it was said to contain children's thumb bones and sand so the cauldron did have like bones and sand in it for most of the time that it was there
1: I think it's really weird that like it's a fairly common thing to hear about witches and goblins and shit taking thumb bones
0: yeah I don't know why thumb bones
1: is it because like that's what we have that animals don't although monkeys have thumbs kind of
0: um I don't know I suppose your hand would be pretty useless without the thumb a lot less useful. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was it was thumbs anyway. That's what was in the pot. But a hob is a type of small mythological household spirit found in the north and midlands of England. So especially on the Anglo-Scottish border. Um, and according to traditional folklore of those regions, they could live inside the house or outside. And they are said to work in farmyards and thus they can be helpful. However, if, uh, if offended, they can become nuisances. So they, they actually normally help with the housework and stuff, with the farm work.
1: I'd love one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, but I you, want a hob. Listen to this, you're gonna love this next bit, right? So
1: wait, wait, wait. What's really worrying me now is that there's an English biscuit called hobnob.
0: <gasps> there is. Yeah, I love hobnobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut up, man. <laughs> They're good though. Um, but listen to this, okay? So the usual way to dispose of a hob, so to get rid of one, was to give them a set of new clothing. The receiving uh, of which would make the creature leave forever.
1: Yeah, I think I've, I know where I heard this before. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um, it could, however, be impossible to get rid of the hu- worst hobs, so it, it wouldn't always work. But you could give them new clothes, and they would kind of um, disappear. <laughs> Sounds very familiar, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't,
1: like. I knew a lot of like those books were based on somewhat local legends, although there is a lot of, like, weirdly Native American ones taken from it as well. Yeah,
0: well, we're talking about Harry Potter for anybody who doesn't know, because Dobby in Harry Potter, obviously, when he gets clothes, he's Yeah, free. sorry, I
1: completely forgot to, to mention <laughs> <Yeah>. Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> you were just like, those books. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was really, I thought that was really funny when I read it. That's why I put it in there just, just for you, Michael.
1: I like that. I like the, like, just, I like... I like knowing that's where it's from. Yeah, Does that yeah. make sense?
0: I know what you mean, yeah. It's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. But uh, a woman named Mabel Peacock, which is just such a cool name, man. I wish my name was Mabel Peacock.
1: <laughs> nah. Nowadays it'd be awful to have the word cock in your name.
0: She sounds like a character that would get murdered in something, you know? Yeah, a woman named Mabel Peacock visited the house and she recalls the cauldron. So she was a famous poet and a writer from the area.
1: I've never heard of her.
0: You're not from the area, are you? <laughs>
1: that's a good point
0: Uh, but she first mentioned the story of the pot when she was when she was informed that the property was haunted by a hob which had first appeared at the property only three or four years before she visited so she's pretty she's coming in like pretty much straight away after it's kind of happening it's only three or four years and she reported that the creature's appearance was said to be linked to an old iron cauldron kept in the cellar and according to her version of the story the cauldron was full of sand and bones which were said to have been thumb bones like I said earlier so she actually saw the sand and the bones in the cauldron she was informed that if the bones or sand were stirred the hob would show itself at 12 o'clock i don't know why but the hob would show up at 12 o'clock uh, peacock stated that she knew at least on one occasion when the cauldron was removed from the cellar emptied used uh but nothing nothing really happened afterwards so somebody actually did empty it out of all the sand and bones use it and then i assume they put the sand and bones back into it but she said nothing actually happened <laughs> nothing bad happened
1: i could see like one of us doing that like we'll just try it out what if it makes pot totally noodles taste way you. good
0: i can totally see you using it as a toilet or something and then like not knowing that it's haunted by a hob <laughs> me coming down and being like what are you doing?" <laughs>
1: Imagine going to take a piss and like <laughs> you just feel the hob like scratching at your ass trying to get out.
0: Jesus.
1: I <laughs> mean, <laughs> like sitting down on the cauldron.
0: It's like in Australia, they're those spiders that bite your ass and <laughs> in England they just have hobs. Yeah, but the story would once again surface in ni- 1893 when I can't name- I cannot pronounce this name. ella Lewis Duncan sent a letter which stated that the hob would appear at night and when the cauldron was disturbed, poltergeist activity would take place with reports of chairs moving and falling and the sound of somebody running up and down the stairs. And it was later reported that when the family tried to flee the home, so they tried to run away from this stuff, the hob followed them and caused them to return back to the home.
1: Sorry, I'm just imagining like he shows up like outside their door with a fucking hat in his hand. He's like, I'm so fucking lonely. Please come back. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking though, like, I don't know how severe poltergeist activity would have to be for me to like move out of the house and not be fascinated with it.
0: Yeah I know what you mean I think it would be, if it got to the stage where it was upsetting my sleep schedule or like intro, like if it was unplugging my fridge and my food was going bad or something then I'd be like alright this has to stop
1: (laughs) Yeah but my sleep schedule's already fucked, I go to bed at 6 in the morning and I'm up at 10.
0: Yeah yeah that's fair Yeah you'd be best (laughs) friends with a poltergeist
1: Mm, I'd drive it fucking mental, I'd start disturbing (laughs) its sleep.
0: Oh my god Yeah, so in the year 1932, the property was bought again, and new occupants were pretty suspicious or superstitious people. Um, so they had the pot buried in the basement so that they never had to touch it. It was pretty much what they wanted to do.
1: If they were superstitious, why didn't they fuck it out?
0: I don't know. Um, I, you're not supposed to touch it. I think is one of the rules. Um, anyway, I'm going to get into the murders, all right, or the deaths. Even I don't, I don't think I can Sweet. actually. I don't think I can actually call them murders. The deaths. <laughs> So I mentioned that the pot killed three people and the first was a young boy and he found the cauldron while playing in the cellar and then immediately he took it from the cellar and threw it into the village lake. With pond. Sorry, it's a pond, not a lake.
1: I'm loving this boy. He's just doing exactly what I would do.
0: Yeah, it's exactly what you would do. Uh, Within an hour, he was run over and killed by a hay wagon.
1: Jesus Christ I didn't expect that sorry like I knew he was gonna die but I didn't expect it to just sorry happen like within an hour usually it's like that night or two weeks later or something but no he just walked out onto the road and got slapped
0: and then several days later the cauldron was found by an unknown man Uh, he actually went and retrieved it from the pond and he returned it to the cellar and he died mysteriously within a few hours as well
1: what possessed him to do that though literally like what I think is it was this? like
0: respect or something like the, the the cauldron was known in the area you know everybody knew about it so when he heard that somebody had thrown it in the lake and then died he was kind of like I better retrieve it and put it back you know
1: I was thinking it was like Jumanji he could hear like drums <laughs> <proceeding> towards <laughs> it.
0: yeah maybe <laughs> I doesn't actually I have no idea why he was I mean, I suppose nobody could ask him either you know um, but the third victim of the curse was uh, Charles Atkins he was only six years old and his family lived at the manor farm in the 1930s and a few hours after touching the pot he was also killed by a hay wagon in a similar fashion to the first victim
1: it sounds like there's just a rogue hay driver going around
0: <laughs> and they're blaming it on a goblin in a pot um, yeah but this was, this was a long time after the first kid had died so it's just insane uh but in the nineteen seven, sorry in 1975 the late john atkins who was charles's older brother so this was the third kid that died his older brother spoke about the incident in a local newspaper and he said his father always warned him and his little brother to stay away from the cauldron but he and charles were playing in the cellar and charles touched him and the next day while they were playing in the fields uh charles was hit and killed by the wagon so it was the day after would you touch it I I don't know if I want to chance it, but then again, I'm not exactly playing in fields all the time. I don't know. I'd probably let you do it and then watch what happens to you.
1: That's what I was thinking. I was like, I think I'd touch it, but I'd make like. <laughs> do you ever see in the Final Destination movies they were trying to be in a room where there's nothing in there that can kill them? <laughs> yeah, that would be us for like the next six weeks.
0: <laughs> lockdown, <laughs> lockdown number five was it?
1: <laughs> lockdown number five, the no scissor lockdown.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, but then after charles's after charles's death in the 1930s that's when it was kind of locked up for good they kind of sealed it away Uh, it wasn't until 1974 when john morton john morton a local businessman bought the farm and began renovations and he wanted to fix the old cellar by like breaking up the brick and stuff which was what was sealing the cellar but was sealing the the cauldron in the cellar even um however after hearing about the legend the workmen would refuse to go anywhere near the corner of the cellar where the old pot was and it laid undisturbed for so long like no one had touched it since the 30s at this stage and this is back in the 70s yeah but later a local minister reverend bob kenyon he believed in the curse he did really think it was real and he offered to remove it he was convinced that he was immune from the evil spirits that's why, why he- <laughs> i don't know but um he actually helped them put it away so it- Mr. Morton decides to seal it away in the steel cage so it was in the 70s that they kind of built this steel cage so it's in a casket in a steel cage in a brick wall now and it's just I still undisturbed
1: it. I still can't get over the balls on that guy he's like yeah sorry about your dead little brother but I'm different
0: Yeah, about he yeah he's a holy man <laughs> But yeah, that's the story of the cursed cauldron.
1: The only thing that I want to know more is like where exactly did it come from?
0: Where yeah, Does there's no sense? there's no origin story of the cauldron. It is old though. Like I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I sent you a picture there of it on the Discord. Oh sweet. And um, that's one of the guys from the seventies who had helped dig it up. That's him with it.
1: That tash.
0: Isn't he, he's not got a tash. That's some, that's a shadow.
1: Oh my god, thank god. I was like, is that where is that coming out of? Um, I thought he had like the bushiest Hitler.
0: Yeah, the pot looks battered. It looks like a painting of a pot that's kind of warm. I was going
1: to say, that doesn't look real. This is like how they tried to fake pictures before Photoshop. <laughs> where they just it, grew it would it in. just be easier
0: to get a pot at that stage, but <laughs> I think it's real. But yeah, it it's, small, it's smaller than I thought up. it was going to be.
1: That's actually how big I assumed it would be, to be honest, because I was like. It can't be that big if <laughs> a yeah. child managed to fuck it into a lake.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I was, just, I was just picturing a big witch's cauldron. This is like a normal pod.
1: All I'm thinking now is like, do you think the goblin is about the same size as the pot? Because I'd kind of yeah, love that. Yeah, you think
0: so, right? It can like climb into the pot. I assume that's what it is, like a shield, like a turtle.
1: <laughs> so what I'm understanding here is if I can get my hands on this pot and I can befriend the goblin, I'll have my own little dobby.
0: I think you'll die I think you will die
1: (laughs) I could die but I could get my own little dobby
0: there has to be some other way for you to get one to get your like little hobgoblin but apparently this one actually had a name so it was like its own distinct thing what was was the name again um
1: hobthrust oh yeah hobthrust I forgot about that
0: (laughs) it's like something that would you know David Bowie would name something
1: (laughs) I am the king of the thrust goblins
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Hobthrust is his name. That was the actual name of the goblin. But yeah, it is like kind of like Dobby, I suppose, isn't
1: it? just call him Hobby.
0: What do you think of of goblins or uh, pixies or brownies or whatever they're called?
1: (laughs) I've had an Amsterdam brownie, not a Scottish one. (laughs) One thing I kind of I find weird is that like obviously in the Harry Potter books, these were based on she changed it from goblins to elves. And then she made the goblins that like really weirdly racist stereotype
0: yeah what was up with that why did she do that
1: <laughs> you could have just said this is a house goblin and people would have still been like yeah that's cute i do like even in some like old stuff about these creatures not all of them were evil like they still had like their own little personalities because yeah, usually yeah. when you hear about like a spirit or something like that they're always just dicks
0: yeah but these ones actually used to help out on the farm and stuff normally but then you can get the ones that are menacing this one i assume because everyone says like it used to sound like it was uh stirring things around downstairs and stuff and it would make noise at around midnight. But I like think it was just running around with its pot like <laughs> running up and down the stairs.
1: <laughs> Gotta put shit in the pot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how nice would it be though if you came downstairs and it was like making hot chocolate in the pot or something?
1: Well, I'd hope I would couldn't take... trust
0: that all the thumbs would be yeah, gone. Yeah, that's what I
1: was about to say. I'd hope the bones would be That's not a marshmallow.
0: Extra bone marrow in that hot chocolate, please.
1: Sorry, I just love the idea of giving a goblin like a packet of Banshee bones and he just puts them into his little cauldron. (laughs) Delighted.
0: Like it's (laughs) trick-or-treating.
1: I would love that. I would just bring him trick-or-treating every year and he could use his little cauldron as a thing. Everyone be giving him tribute.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that's everything we have on the Cursed Cauldron and the Goblins and Thornton Abbey. And if you guys enjoyed that, you can give us a review on apple podcast or on wherever you're listening to the podcast you can follow us on spotify we really appreciate that and you can also follow us on twitter as well it's uh, at paranormal hl and we normally post there if there's any updates or new episodes going up yeah that's everything we have for this week i hope you guys enjoyed and i'll see you next week Bye. bye